Are you new to wholesaling real estate and you want some additional help getting that marketing out the door so your phone can start ringing? Do you need help running comps, analyzing deals, making offers? How about repair estimates? Do you struggle with any of these things? Well, guys, we are here to help. Mike and I have a weekly group coaching mastermind, and we would like to invite you guys to come check it out. It is a phenomenal value. For just a few hundred dollars a month, you can connect with Mike and I, get access to all of our courses, as well as join us on weekly coaching calls where we discuss what is working today in our real estate business. We are an open book. We talk about what kind of marketing we're doing. We do case studies and we answer any and all questions that you guys might have for us on those weekly calls. This mastermind is limited to only a few people. So check it out at dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind to where you guys can get some more information about this amazing offer. Again, access to all of our courses. Connect with Mike and I on weekly calls. Ask us questions that you have about your wholesaling or real estate business, as well as weekly trainings on what we are doing in our business and what is working. This is like rocket fuel for your business. Check it out, dpipodcast.com forward slash mastermind. We'll see you inside. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge. I am joined today with an awesome guest, Chris Prefontaine. Hey, Chris, how are you, sir? I'm terrific, David. Thanks for having me on, buddy. Thanks for coming on. So Chris has a, a really unique real estate investing strategy, or I should say strategies. He is, um, he has a book called Real Estate on Your Terms, and he likes to invest in real estate and buying and selling on terms. So Chris, before we jump in, can you explain what that means to those who may not know what it means to buy and sell on terms? Yeah, because too often I'm up, I'm kind of up here thinking, okay, everybody knows this stuff, and it comes off, um, you know, ten thousand foot view. We okay. um, we buy lease purchase, meaning uh, we'll take over payments on an existing underlying debt, and then we'll go out and put a rent home buyer in there, so we'll keep the spread, and we'll also get a deposit up front, and then we'll get a big back end. So we try to create three paydays for every deal. Uh, lease purchase is just simply taking on a, a a payment that's a little bit higher than your your outco. That's all on the, on a sandwich. The uh, owner financing, I know it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, David. You know this well. 
Um, we own a financing to us means it's debt free. And if we buy it, I don't care if it's single or multi, we're going to make principal only monthly payments. That's it. And we're not going to put money down. And there's exceptions to that, maybe a grand here and there, but pretty much no money down, principal only payments, usually four years out. So you're getting massive principal pay down, usually six figure deals with all three paydays. And then we do uh, subject two. you know, those have been around for decades and decades before you and I, and they work well, uh, usually for people that are more distressed, whereas the other two, not necessarily distressed. Got it. Got it. So I've done lease options. I've done owner financing. I've done subject to, and, um, I've, I love wholesaling just because it's easy. I get paid relatively quickly. Um, so let me ask you this, Chris, don't, don't you find it sometimes difficult or time consuming whenever you're doing like a deal that's for example, subject to, and you have to then take on their mortgage and, and just kind of, you know, every month just be aware of what's going on and make those payments or how, how do you go about solving that problem? Cause to me, when I did my, I've only done one subject to deal to be honest with you. And um, I've done quite a few lease options and quite a few owner financing, but the subject to deal was kind of a pain in the rear in my, in my <laughs> opinion, just because um, I had to rehab the house too, because the house needed tons of work and then I'm making their payments every month. And essentially what happened is once I got it rented, I just went out and refinanced or basically got my own loan to pay it off just because it was more of a pain a pain than it was worth. But maybe you have a, a secret or a tool or something to- Yeah, no, no secret, but a couple of thoughts, uh, no particular order. So, okay. So we carry 50 or 60 of these at any one given time. We take on five or 10 a month and more go out. So not a hassle when done right. So we, let's just take subject two because you brought that one up first. So if I'm going to take on someone's mortgage, I'm usually not taking that on until I find a buyer. Uh, that's important so that there's no outgo until I find a buyer. That's built into the agreement. Now, if it's a killer deal for whatever reason, money, location, condition, maybe I'll take it on if I'm, if I'm comfortable. But for a newbie, they wouldn't take that payment on until they have a buyer or other cash flow coming in. Uh, there is no, once I take it on and the, and the team kind of automates it, we have a bookkeeper in house, but you can use a third party, escrow serve or other that collects the money, dumps the rest in your account, you know, the difference and, and you're fine. And we just don't rehab, by the way. Uh, you guys are tuned to that. We just don't. I used to. I, ha I just haven't in years. So if I look at one that needs rehab, if it's habitable, I'll take it on still as is and then let it go out the door as a rent own and let that person agree to all the fix-ups, you know, a little sweat equity. Mm -hmm. um, if, I, if it needs rehabbing badly, I might, that might be my one wholesale deal a year. You know, I, don't, I just don't do any rehabbing. That to me is just too much in the trenches. I used to do it. We built hundreds of homes. We did a lot of condo conversions and it's just not my world anymore, but real cool when you have that model set up to handle it. Right. Okay. Well, Hey, that's a great answer. I love hearing that. Okay, cool. Cool. So it sounds like you guys are just crushing it doing, and, and I would imagine most of most, if not all of your deals are bought on terms. Yeah, all of them are. Um, we're getting pickier now. We're doing even more owner financing and subject to less of the lease purchase as we, uh, kind of like you and you guys have scaled different models, right? Because you get mature in the business. With us, we got 50 or 60 at any one time. I, I don't want to sound, I want to stay humble here, but you don't need to bring on these more properties at 50 or 60. It's a nice batch. It's a nice group of profits, several million dollars in there. So now we're looking at longer term owner financing, uh, short uh, subject twos so that we control it better. And that right. way, if the market takes a blip, we're fine. So you guys are buying lease, you're buying on a lease option and then also selling on a lease option to sandwich in essentially. 
Yeah, almost all of ours, David, are sold on rent to own. And this opens a can of worms for people. I get this question all the time on bigger pockets and other forums, and that is, well, I, I heard most buyers don't cash out. Well, incorrect if you're doing it right. We vet the daylights out of our buyers. They, if they don't have a mortgage-ready plan with both our credit enhancement program and our mortgage lender, American Financial, if, they're not, if they don't have a set plan to the finish line, they're not getting in the house. And on top of, of course, having some money down because you're just, you're just creating a renter there. You're creating a major headache. Now, do some default still? Yeah, divorces happen, deaths happen, job loss, you know. So anywhere from 3 to 10% of ours will fall out per year. But the other 90 to 90, whatever percent, we convert them and we get them cashed out. So it's pretty cool for the buyers. Wow, that is, that is truly amazing, Chris, because the feedback that I have gotten from other investors here in the St. Louis area that, um, that are selling on rent-to-own lease option, um, you know, they are typically closing the deal or cashing, you know, getting the, getting that rent to own person to actually buy is probably less than 10%. And it sounds to me like you guys have flipped that entirely. And you're saying that 90% of those people. So you're just coming in hard on the vetting and, or making sure that they have the capacity to buy. Yeah, it's obnoxious, actually, if you look at our systems that have developed over the years, because it's the vetting, but then it's also the checkpoints uh, along the way that we have set up. We now use Zapfolio, but when we were small, we couldn't even use that, for, that platform, and we just had to do it ourselves. But, you know, walkthroughs, um, sign-offs on certain things they're accepting responsibility for. There's a lot of prep work to set expectations so they're not acting like a tenant. Yeah, I, there must be. Wow, that's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Well, Chris, how can a new investor become a full-time real estate entrepreneur? you know, with, uh, with the information that you're teaching in, in your book and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. I tell everyone, cause I'll see some of the results we're getting. I mean, we're t when I, t when I say three, three paydays, we got some people that are averaging 110 grand average per house. We're around 75 and then we have some as low as 50, but they, so they say, Oh, I can do that full time. And right away, uh, well, you know, I, I like to see people have at least six months reserves and I like to see people have kind of like a bunch of deals on the horizon. Cause without three paydays, you do have a projected income already once you get up to maybe 10 deals or so. Um, and so that's kind of a nice full-time transition. But at the same time, David, as you know, a lot of people don't need or want to go full-time, right? They, they love what they're doing. They just get bored with it and they want to kind of have a supplemental sure. income. I, sure. I can think of one. We have an event coming up. So there's this guy from Florida coming. He's got a big uh, manufacturing business. This is not his first thing he does, but he's put together six or seven cool deals and it's a great return on his money. That's all he cares about, right? Right. So it's just different strokes for different folks. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, how can, how can you gain financial freedom um, when you become an investor doing it your way? I, I, well, here's what I tell people. I can't, when I started doing terms, yes, I was in real estate for many years before this, but when I came out of the debacle of 08 and had to re-engineer everything, I didn't have money, I didn't have reserves, I didn't have anything. So I looked at kind of just sprinting it out after getting to about 12 or 18 deals. You, depending on what your overhead is and what you guys like to, the listeners like to, uh, lifestyle they like to live, you can set yourself up after those first 18 deals because you got about a million, million two in the hopper, meaning paydays that are scheduled out. So you can, depending again on your level of uh, expectations, that you can set up a pretty nice lifestyle with that. So you're making 50 plus thousand dollars on a deal. 50 to, uh, we're, we're right in the middle. We're like 75. Our, our associate, we do have associates around the country. Our associate in Arizona is as low as like 50. A guy in DC is like 110. It just depends on the market and the price range. But we hover right around 74 to 78,000 a deal, always. Wow, that is just mind boggling. So, you know, we're doing, 
We're doing uh, roughly 10 deals a month on the wholesale side. And we yeah. average you know, roughly $7,500 a deal. Now it's obviously a lot easier. It's quicker and probably a little bit less work involved. We get paid quicker too. But it's mind boggling to me that you guys can make that amount of money. So can you walk me through an example deal that would pay out 75 grand and, and, and just explain sure. how and why? Because that, is just, that just blows my mind. The hidden thing, okay, so I want to say hidden in a bad way. The hidden thing that people don't realize when we're having a chat like this is, okay, so here we'll go through the three paydays and pay, payday uh, two and the principal pay down that happens is the key. So payday one is the buyer gets vetted like we just talked about and they're going to come in with a down payment. They're not getting the house for less than three. If they have less than 10%, then they're going to have a payment schedule. It's not going to just be one. It's going to be, okay, I have tax refunds. Um, we had a sergeant in the state police who had a, a, a bonus retroactive. He knew it was coming. So we schedule these. So now they get more and more vested, A, and B, we get more deposit, right? So that's payday one. Payday two is every single month I'm collecting from the tenant buyer and I'm paying out to the seller's mortgage company or the seller. That's small, but if you take a two, three, four, sometimes as much as a thousand spread built into three years, that's a nice little payday. That's payday two and it's cash flow. And then payday three is neat because it's not only the difference of the markup and price you got less the deposit you already took, but it's also the principal pay down. That's what's key. So some of these loans we're paying on, that principal reduction, that all accrues to us. They don't get that, the, the seller or however we did the deal. So that all accrues to us on, on the sandwich lease. On the owner financing, as we talked about earlier, it's all principal reduction. So you take a house that you're paying a grand a month on, you bring that term out four or five years, do the math. There's 50 grand right there, 60 grand sometimes. Right. That's right. where it okay. comes in. The principal paid on everybody forgets about that. That goes to us, not the, not the sellers. Love that. So whenever you guys are um, taking control of a property, but the mortgage isn't in your name, so essentially a subject to. Correct. Look, do you get tax advantages on like depreciation or the interest because it's not in your name? Or does okay, that go good to question. the seller? Yeah, out of the three deals, the owner financing, yes, we own it. Subject to, yes, we own it. Sandwich, no. The, the interest right off, the appreciation follows the deed, as you know. So that's going to accrue to the seller. It's funny, a, a woman today, she's from Massachusetts. She's in North Carolina with one of our associates there. And so we get talking. She said, I just want to clarify, we're going to do a lease purchase. And I still get to write off my, so exactly your question. Yeah. Interesting. So I guess you guys are essentially, even on the subject to, you're closing on the property. We do. We do a formal close and we used to just take the deed. And again, we've formalized all this. I just live and learn, you know, and I'm sure you guys have. So we, there, it's a closing of my attorney. There's a HUD one or depending on what you call it in your market now, but there's a settlement statement being done and it's just like a regular closing. Interesting. Interesting, man. This is great. I'm learning a ton here, Chris. I really appreciate your time and coming on the show today. Well, it's always good know. to chat. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you just you said two strategies that you recommend new investors prioritize. In, in your book. Um, Tell me about those two strategies. I wouldn't say subject two because you, if you're taking a subject two, you're taking over usually someone that's, you know, doesn't want their property anymore and you got to pay the closing costs and you got a little out of pocket on the, on the um, lease purchase you don't. And so I would focus there and then secondarily the owner financing, because presumably as soon as you get the lease purchase going, you're going to have cash flow, and then you can afford to do a owner financing or two because they're game changers. Interesting. So lease purchase and owner financing. Now, do you, so you basically sell everything on a rent to own or a lease option, right? And yep. then you're buying, and then you're buying either on one of the three strategies of Correct. Do lease option. Yeah. hundred percent. Owner financing. Interesting. So you don't have any investors or any, um, any banks that you're having to borrow from essentially to yeah, buy these look, properties. 
to, to your question there, I, I did a lot of that pre-08 and, um, and after the debacle and it's a whole chapter in my book, so I'm not saying anything that's a secret, but I, I get hammered. And so no loans from banks, no investors, because they get amnesia real quick when the market changes and I, none of that. I don't want to put my head in a pillow at night knowing I got any of that. So out of those 60 properties or whatever we carry at any one time, there's not one single property that we are on that thing as a loan or personal guarantee. Wow. That is awesome, Chris. That mind blown. <laughs> that is cool, man. That is just really cool. So let's just take a quick break and talk about 2008 for a second. Cause you yeah. said you were doing all this other stuff prior. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing pre 2008. And then if you don't mind, you know, what happened in 2008 that essentially changed your whole mindset on this investing game? Yeah. And by the way, because I brought it up, if they, if your listeners uh, want to email us and mention you and your show, Mm-hmm. We'll ship it, no shipping charge, no nothing. I'll send them a book. I don't have to go to Amazon. I'll send them a book, uh, put a little note in their farm, and just let us know it was on your show, and we'll send it to them. Awesome. That would be great. That would be yeah, great. What email do, we, do you want to use? Just use support at smartrealestatecoach.com. Okay. Support at smartrealestatecoach.com. So prior to, to answer your question, not you know 20 years prior to or 15, but right prior to it was we were building up a ton of uh, condominium conversions, you know, we'll buy four, five, six unit building, convert them to condominium uh, with the documents as well as cosmetically, and then flip them. And because the market was hot, there was, you know, you wouldn't even get them done and you'd be, they'd be sold out. Well, now fast forward, February of 08, like it was yesterday, I can tell you, we had a six unit in Providence, Rhode Island, had sold three. Now listen to these numbers, it'll kill you. We, we bought the price for whatever it was, 400 grand. And then we started selling these things. We probably put 100 into it. So say five, rough numbers. We sold the first three for 172 each, I think it was, somewhere around there. Like nothing. Then the market dropped. Like it was a light switch. Fast forward three months from there, we couldn't sell that for, if our life depended on it for 50 grand a unit. It just, Whoa. It just dropped. Whoa. Right from in the 170 to 50? Couldn't sell them. Two of them had to let go. So do the math. You can't. So that thing just killed you. And so we had an investor on that and we had a, a bank on that. That's a double whammy. So um, just we we're doing a lot of those because they were easy. And that uh, basically we, happened right in the middle of, of the crash because you had yeah. three sold pretty quickly. No problem for what you were wanting. And then one, two, three months later, you can't even give the rest of these away at 50 grand, which is essentially less than a third of what the other ones had sold. Crazy. Crazy. Wow. So. Uh, lesson learned, you know, look, tough area and other things were in there for variables that we learn. But I tell people this, this is good stuff. I mean, it's in the book. You, you get to the point where you read that and go, okay, cool. I won't go that route again. I, or I need to know how to pivot if I go that route. Right. Right. Interesting. So we have a lot of banks that we use. We have a lot of private lenders that we use and, um, wow, it's just, it's, it's truly impressive that you can carry 60 ish, give or take properties make money on all of those and not have, you know, your own money in those deals. Like, wow, that's really, yeah, what, really I know cool. If you add up all of them, I'm telling you our family team, David, cause we just, we're in New England here, right? And it's my son, son-in-law, daughter, and a great team. So we, that's our properties, but then we have uh, associates around the country. So all total, we, you know, we're cranking five or 10 of these a month and we probably get 25 different markets we're in right now with them. So they'll do the same thing and we'll hold the hand and we'll get on the phone to sellers and buyers with them. And we're actually doing the deal with them. And of course we revenue share it too. But right. they're cranking up all the lessons that we've gone through, you know? Man, that is, that is just awesome. Wow. Okay. Well, um, what goes into running your business, you know, and how do you, how do you leverage your staff? Um, I would imagine you're leveraging them via coaching, right? Is that what, how you're leveraging your staff or? 
Yeah, I mean, from a, from a scaling standpoint, we've got a great team that all kind of does their thing. In other words, my, my son Nick focuses on buyers and Zach has kind of replaced me and, and my son-in-law with, with grabbing property. So we've got a cool team. Everybody has their function. Um, and as far as scaling it, we use a company. You may have heard it. I heard it on a podcast about a year ago and I've used this company. It's called Get Leverage. He's actually speaking at our upcoming event. They probably do 100 hours a month for us right now and tasks. They're just a great outsource company. Um, just, they do 100 hours of tasks, you said? Yeah, for us, for our coaching company and our, and our buying and selling. It's called Get Leverage. Uh, the owner's name is a cool guest you could have on. His name is Nick Sonnenberg. He's speaking this weekend for us at our event. And um, I, I heard it just like this on a podcast. And then I started using his services. They're phenomenal. So is it virtual assistance then, I would imagine? It is. He'd like you to, he'd like to say higher end, you know, outsourcing, but yeah, it's, it's higher end VAs is what it is. And they can do, as he says, any task that's legal. So we use them for scaling as well. That way you're not putting staff on or things like that. Interesting. So, so you're not, so you don't have any full-time essential virtual assistants or whatever you want to call them. You guys um, just send over like, like gigs essentially then, or? Uh, they do. We have, okay. So we have uh, the, t all of us are more like partners, right? Cause we share in revenue. Um, then we have a full-time bookkeeper and, and then uh, Lauren runs our support, but that's more for this coaching, not for the buying and selling. And then we do have a VA that is uh, full-time that works for us and all our associates. So they're calling FISBOs and expires. And then we have a VA that helps us with miscellaneous stuff and the podcast and things like that. But yeah, they, they, for the most part, we have two. And then we outsource everything else. Wow. And that's, that is awesome, Chris. I'm, every time I ask you a question, you come back with some with a crazy <laughs> amount of value. That's very cool. Very, very cool. Thanks for coming on today. So, Chris, oh, no tell me, why is it important for you to get into the trenches you know, with your clients as a coach? Uh, well, I, I, you guys are in the trenches. So this is sometimes I'll talk to someone that's just been out of the trenches for 20 years. So this is easy for you and I to discuss, but think about it. And I want your opinion too, but you, you real estate changes too much, right? So you get someone that's trying to coach or mentor and they haven't done a deal. And I forget 10 or 20 years. They haven't done a deal in a year. They're outdated. So I just think I that, totally agree with that. Yeah. And, and it kills me to see the other, you know, they're selling stuff. Uh, we, so we do, we do deals. So it's, I think it's super important. And if someone says uh, as a mentor, you know, I never went through any trouble. That's a bunch of crap. I mean, if they didn't go through all that, then you don't want to be with them. And if they're not in the trenches now, then you don't want to be with them. It's super important. I think I, I, I don't know if you agree with that. No, I totally agree with that. And I've had many coaches over the years and I refuse to hire a coach that isn't doing deals. Like, yeah, yeah they may know the business, but I totally agree with you. If they're not continually doing, doing deals, then they may not know the business today. They may have known the business a year ago or excuse me, two yeah. or three years ago, but not, not so much today. So, and that's costly. I think that makes perfect sense. So yep. what kind of coaching do you do? Do you offer just basically coaching on, on what you do in your business and teach it to other individuals around the country and then do profit sharing with them? Is that, yeah, we only teach what we do. I mean, literally I won't even bring a speaker in our event just to sell something because I know that he or she can sell well. I bring them in if we use them. So, um, yeah, we teach them to do exactly what we do. We have got an online um, home study program so they don't have to get on a plane. And they go through that 60-plus videos. It's not, it's not a wimpy course. Uh, and that lets them understand exactly what to do. I'm talking about, you know, what do I use? Who do I use for vendors? How do I get from step A to Z? Mm -hmm. um, that's an online course. And if they decide that, hey, this is for me or, hey, this is for me and I want to get after it aggressively, then they can apply to be one of our associates. It's, it's by application because, obviously, there's only so many areas in the country, right? Mm -hmm. So they'll apply for that if they want to. Yeah, that's it. That's a, that's a straight, simple funnel. They go, they watch a free webinar. They experiment with our quantum leap system home study course, and then they decide to go do deals on their own or they do them with us. That's it. Simple. So how would somebody go about 
watching the webinar, finding that webinar, Chris? Uh, okay, they can go to smartrealestatecoach.com and, and register because it'll be, uh, it'll be on there. But just go forward slash webinar. So smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash webinar. If they yep. can deal with listening to me for another 60 minutes or so, that's a, it's free content and lets them dip their toe in for you know, no charge. There's some bonuses too they'll get for, for no, just for being there. Right. Okay, cool. I'm interested in checking that out myself. That sounds cool. awesome, Chris. Um, so how important are the core values when you are starting a company and, and you're bringing in new clients and staff? Um, you know, we never touch this, Dave. And, and uh, as we start to scale, you mentioned you've had mentors. I'm always looking, okay, what's the next thing we're doing and what, who, who, what mentor could help us, right? So in our case, it wasn't sales. It wasn't generating leads. It wasn't any of that. It was how do we scale this the right way with the right values and the right mission and all that. So with our values, we hire, we fire, we train, we accept associates all based on our values and our, just our core values that we as a team had already agreed on. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I don't give you a one-man show. When you go to add a staff member, it's cool to be on the same page, right? And then as you grow together, so you're not having hiccups down the road. God, I love that. That makes so much sense, Chris. That, that, that is, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So surviving the 2008 debacle and preparing for the future, it seems to me like so whenever that 2008 tobacco came and you were telling us about those, about those particular condos, um, did that basically, I mean, I'm not trying to get into your personal finances by any means, no, but good. did that crush you for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like I was down. I was below down. I was, the, so it was a few million dollars to dig out of and you know, everybody and their brother said, you know, just file, you get, you know, clean up your mess. And now, so we dug out and then we re-engineered this to be what it is today. So none of that stuff had to be revisited. That's why the no signing on loans. That's why the, the forms are set up to, to protect us. That's why, that's why, that's why, right? It's everything right. was re-engineered based on the debacle. And that's why I said it's super important to have someone that's been in the trenches. You guys are in the trenches. You know the, you've had mistakes, right? So you, you know what the, how to help people. Wow. Creating real, real income with real estate without using your own cash or credit. I mean, that's, that's awesome, Chris. Holy cow. Mind blown. Well, I'm, I'm, I'd love to get a copy of your book. I um, most definitely, I think you got one automatically or, you know, should be in the mail too, but I'll make sure I follow up on that. That would be awesome, Chris. That would be great. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, shorter episode, but sometimes we like to keep them short and sweet. Uh, when it comes to buying on terms, check out Chris Prefontaine. You can connect with Chris at smartrealestatecoach.com. He has a free webinar that he offers. That's at smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash webinar. And um, if you want to reach out to Chris directly, just hit him up at support at smartrealestatecoach.com. Chris, I can't wait to check out some of your content. Right now, we owe the banks probably around $2 million. We got about 10 rehabs going. Wow. We are wholesaling roughly 10 deals a month. Um, we are buying and adding rental properties to our portfolio. And I've dabbled. I'll be honest, man. I've dabbled with the release option and the, and the subject to and the owner financing. And I think the reason that I haven't really pursued, you know, pursued them um, fully or, or with more passion is, is probably just my lack of understanding of them. Again, I've done them. I, I, I know what they are and I know how they work, but I just don't think I have the systems in place to sure. do it right. And that's probably why I always, I don't want to say I failed at that because I didn't. I've done those deals, but I've always just resorted back to wholesaling because to me, it's just simple. And, uh, but man, I would love to learn more about this. And, uh, it sounds to me like you'd be the perfect person to teach that. So, well, and vice versa. So it'd be good to network and we'll keep it rolling. What Go was ahead. That? I'm sorry. 
No, I said vice versa. I feel the same way. So we'll keep, we'll keep the networking going and uh, I'm sure I have a lot to add to each other. Very good. Very good. Well, Chris, thanks for coming on the show today. Much appreciated. Chris is the expert in buying and selling on terms. Again, check out Chris, smartrealestatecoach.com. Chris, thanks for coming on the show today. And thanks, buddy. Thanks for having hopefully me. Hopefully we talk to you soon. Will do. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye now. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.